0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Nostalgia Crew, and this is our one-year anniversary show. (laughs) It is Danielle and Bill here again, and let's just say that the mood could be a little bit better. (laughs) For obvious reasons, but we'll we'll, we'll get into that later on. But we're going to celebrate our one-year anniversary with a lot of fun today. Um, Because, and I told Danielle I was going to be a little bit late. And I told her why. And it is that really all afternoon I had been working on getting... All of our stats from this whole first year of the show. um, You know, to to let you guys know as well. You know, what we've picked as far as movies and music goes. And also our episodes. Um, And actually, we're going to do the episodes now. Um, So I have in front of me Danielle as of this recording today april the 20th uh-huh. as of april 23rd uh-huh every episode the first 12 episodes we've done and how many downloads each episode has reached or has had the most downloaded episode had 77 downloads wow would you venture to guess which number episode it
1: is?
0: Oh. So remember, you got a 1 in 12 shot.
1: I know. I, I honestly can't... I can tell you which episodes I'm, like, the most uneasy about a lot of people listening to, but...
0: Which would be all of them. Oh, no. <laughs>
1: Actually kind of embarrassed by it, but um, God, I don't know really. I, 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 I mean, a lot of them we've talked about interesting things, but I don't really know the one where like so many people tuned in that I can't really think
0: of it. Uh, All right. Well, I'll tell you anyway, it was episode number four. Where we discussed who we thought were the hottest actors and actresses in a particular movie. Oh
1: my god. Ever.
0: And maybe this will bring up your memory. We talked about Camp or Project Access.
1: Oh god.
0: (laughs) Which we will be doing again this year. Oh. Because I think I'm going to try and get somebody to join us.
1: Yeah, because I remember us planning that episode to discuss it, and and it seemed much more livelier when we were discussing that we were going to discuss Mhm. than it actually turned out. But I'm glad you guys enjoyed that. Um
0: um... Now, the least downloaded episode, which I was surprised about... Okay. Was our Christmas episode
1: well,
0: But it was double digits Oh, actually, all of these were double digits yeah. This one had 29 downloads
1: Well, people were busy I mean, I, you know I can't really blame them It was a busy time of year True You know, so, hey <laughs> Um,
0: The top three And I'm gonna do my math Okay, I got my math right Uh Episode number four, which we just talked about, that was number one. Episode 10, which was the 50 greatest cartoon characters of all time list, that was number two. That had 49 downloads. And number three was episode seven, which was our Halloween episode, which we did our. uh, Actually, we did a review. Of a Disney special. That had 47 downloads. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So those were the top three. And every episode that we have done has hit double-digit marks. With episode four being the most downloaded episode so far. Wow. Now, one thing that you guys might notice as well is how good our sound is. That's because, and I've probably mentioned this on the other shows, but I really don't care. I'll just say it one more time anyway. I have a new computer. Um, The other one was starting to go on its way. Got some money out, bought a new computer. Up, working, absolutely wonderful. And you're probably going to notice better sound in the recordings of this show. All right. Let's get to some good news because there hasn't been a lot of good news as of late, mm-hmm. and it's gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna talk about a topic that I don't think we talk about that much on this show, but we're doing it because there is a group of fans who like this particular. Genre that I'm going to bring up here. And that is video games. Uh, Recently, the fine folks at the National Museum of Play, and we've actually talked about this before on the show, uh, they are the home of the Toy Hall of Fame and Museum. They recently have come out with their list of the 15 finalists for induction into the World Video Game Hall of Fame.
1: Huh. Alright.
0: Last year was the inaugural class. And for those who don't remember the class, I'll tell you who was inducted last year. And there's a bit of controversy. Doom... Pac-Man, Pong, Super Mario Brothers, Tetris, and World of Warcraft.
1: Hmm. You know, because
0: I went on a whole big tangent about how World of Warcraft shouldn't should not have gone in on the first class, but. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the fifteen finalists they have been determined. Uh, this is just recently, I would imagine. And the class of 2016 will be announced during a ceremony at the Strong Museum, which is the home of the uh, the previously mentioned Toy Hall of Fame and the World Video Game Hall of Fame, on Thursday, May the 5th, at 10.30 a.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I can read after we... After I read the list, if you have any... If you wonder about any of the games, I can go through the descriptions. Here are the 15 finalists. Elite. Final Fantasy. Grand Theft Auto 3. John Madden Football. The Legend of Zelda. Minecraft. Nurburgring. The Oregon Trail, Pokemon Red and Green, Sid Meier's Civilization, The Sims, Sonic the Hedgehog, Space Invaders, Street Fighter 2, and Tomb Raider. Hmm. Those are the finalists. Um, now I know you were a fan of Sims, and I I think we did talk about that last year.
1: Yes, yes. In fact, I just finished, um, I had to stop myself from playing to do the show today. (laughs) Um, but yeah, huge, huge fan.
0: Uh, that doesn't really surprise me it's up there. Um, Oregon Trail doesn't really surprise me. That was a big thing in the 90s. Are they
1: still, they're not still making that, are they? I don't believe
0: I don't, I don't think so.
1: Because, um, because I always see Oregon Trail mentioned on those, like, stuff you remember from the 90s list, so.
0: hmm
1: Um, and I mean, it was a very huge game at the time when I was in, um, elementary school.
0: Let me, let me check if it is.
1: Because I'm, pretty, yeah. Um. But, um.
0: Actually, the latest version came out in 2012 and is on the Windows Phone. Hmm. They also have one that came out in 2011 called the Oregon Trail American Settler. That is on the Android and iOS, basically iPhones. They came out with two versions in 2011. One for the Wii, the other for the 3DS. Hmm. So I guess they're still making them.
1: All right. Very good. Yeah, because... I mean, I'm not saying that it isn't a very huge game. It it is. It's just... I, It's one of those games I kind of date to one time period. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Not, Not the setting of the game, but so much as when... Like Mario, Mario's kind of gone across several decades. Yeah. You know, and he's evolved an Oregon Trail, if you asked me, I
0: would just think it was from the nineties. I wouldn't have Well actually sorry to interrupt. Actually the very first version of this game was developed in nineteen seventy one.
1: Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like I'm not like a huge video game expert, so I mean I can't... But when I think of Oregon Trail, like I said, I think of being in elementary school in the 90s and our great class having that computer that when you were done your work, you got to go play on for a few minutes until it was time to, for the next subject. So. Right.
0: Um, let me see. Now, Nürburgring. I've never heard of this game. Neither have I. Okay, so I have the description in front of me. So I'll read it to everyone who's never heard of this. German racing game, Nürburgring, and I'm sure I messed that wording up, released in 1975, changed the popular racing game genre forever. It introduced the first-person perspective, allowing players to feel like they were actually driving around the track. At a time when most racing games offered simple simulations, Nürburgring provided players the thrill of real-life driving and became the model for almost every car racing game that followed. Um, I don't have a pic... Well, I, I have a, pic- a picture, but I'd have to send you the whole link because there's not like a click and then... Um, but you guys can look that up. Minecraft is a very interesting choice as a finalist this year. Because I feel it's been popular for the last X amount of years. It hasn't been too long. Mm-hmm. Or at least I don't think it has. But Minecraft stuff is everywhere. I see it at school all the time at work.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, our, I don't know. Yeah, you know Ben. Um, Ben's son dressed up as Um, the little thing from, I think it was Minecraft. Now I have to go look, but I think he dressed up for Halloween Mm -hmm. as, um, the little, and I'm, and I'm probably, like I said, I'm not a video game expert, so I'm probably getting the game mixed up, but I'm pretty sure, now I'm about to go check his Facebook. Okay. See? See, that's what a kid dressed, um... But yeah, Ben. Um, those don't know. Ben is a friend of ours who is a huge nostalgia expert to the point where if I post something and I get the facts wrong, Ben comments to either elaborate or correct me. Um, so, uh, but yeah, Minecraft is huge. Um, I had a friend who actually she does a cake decorating business, and one of her. Um, Clients had commissioned her to do a Minecraft cake for their kid's birthday party. And she, that was just like, at least took her, mm-hmm. I want to say close to a day. Yeah. Because it was very, and she wasn't familiar with the game. She had to Google it and it was just like,
0: <laughs>
1: had no idea.
0: Right. So. uh, Let me see. Uh, Other games I want to bring up. Legend of Zelda, I still have that. That Uh that first game for those who have never seen it, which I'm sure a lot of us have. It had a gold cartridge that it came Uh, uh, in. You never saw it.
1: No, I'm familiar with Legend of Zelda, but we never actually owned it.
0: Well, the game it it had a, it wasn't real gold, but it was you know like covered in gold, so. There's that. Uh, John Madden Football, um, my god, it's spawned so many different versions, and now we're up to, like, Madden 2018. Not not 2018, but it'll be probably Madden 17 this coming year. Um, Grand Theft Auto 3. It's very interesting that they picked the third one in particular. Um, it is a controversial game. Very, very controversial at it for its time. <gasps> uh, And they've had many different uh, spin-offs of games as well. Um, just like a Sonic, just like Zelda, just like Madden. Um, but yeah, it was. We
1: had. Uh, we had. San Andreas, Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas, and I don't even know which one that was. Like, Mm number-wise. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. (laughs) Grand Theft Auto is not something you buy your ten-year-old.
0: Definitely not. It is not. (laughs) And Final Fantasy, um, they've... Now, this is the first one that is up for nomination. But they've had, like, 500 different versions of Final Fantasy. So, um, it doesn't really surprise me there. Uh, Space Invaders. Can't forget about Space Invaders.
1: Oh, yeah, uh, Pioneer.
0: Yeah, Pioneer. One of the, you know, Pioneer arcade games. Um, let's see, what else? Tomb Raider, that's one of the, first ones that I can think of that had Uh a female like, video game character as the main character.
1: Yeah, I never really thought of it that way, but yeah.
0: Uh, Street Fighter 2, it's a part of the Street Fighter series. I think everyone has played Street Fighter at some point in time or another. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, just a classic game. Like I said last year, if it wasn't for Mario, there would not be a Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, And then, uh, okay, this one, Civilization. I've never heard of this game.
1: It sounds familiar. Alright. But, yeah.
0: I'll, I'll read the description of it. Released in 1991, Sid Meier's Civilization became one of the most influential simulation and strategy games of all time. Large in scope, the game invited players to develop their own empire over centuries of time, and the title launched a series of successor games, including, in recent years, Civilization V, and Civilization Beyond Earth. With more than 33 million units sold, the popularity of the Civilization series disproves the common perception that it is always more fun to destroy than to create. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I've I've never actually seen it, but I think what it was was that I went to high school with um, somebody who played it, and I might have heard it in passing, but I've never Mm -hmm. actually... uh,
0: And the final one, uh, Pokemon... They they pick red and green, but you could put any Pokemon in there. Yeah. As far as a video game goes. And, um... It probably would be up there. But... A very interesting group uh, for finalists this year. And, once again, the announcement of the inductees will be Thursday May the 5th at 1030 a.m. Eastern Time and next month we'll talk about it. We, We will talk about the class of 2016 and actually on the on the front page of the site you could choose your favorite video game finalist from the 15 um, I might do that later, so. But not after or I mean, maybe after the show, but and you can also nominate your favorite video game for the class of 2017 right now as we speak. So, Yeah. Any video game. All right. Um, recently and I was a little surprised that that this was on so early. Uh, the MTV Movie Awards.
1: Yeah. Recently uh, happened. Like two months early. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I was very very surprised. Um, but we're we are not here to talk about the 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 one that just happened. Because we are going to talk about the very first one. We're going to play a little game again. Oh, boy. And Danielle's our contestant again.
1: <laughs>
0: hey, aren't, hey, this could be harder. I could be giving you the nominees from the first Academy Awards.
1: Oh, yeah, this this is true. I could tell you what the first best picture was, but that's about as far as I could tell you.
0: I, yeah. <laughs> um, so... Uh, I'll give you guys a brief uh, description of some notes. The first MTV Movie Awards was held on Wednesday, June the 10th, 1992, so a week after my seventh birthday. Huh. It was located at the Walt Disney Studios in Burbank, California.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: I don't know what's weirder. That or the Kids Choice Awards being at Candlestick Park. Those two both sound very they should
1: have just swapped venues or something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know, right?
1: It's like okay. Although I'm sure Nickelodeon filming something at Disney World would be like a conflict of interest, but
0: Oh gosh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it was hosted by Dennis Miller.
1: Okay. That that seems makes sense.
0: Uh, the performances on the show include "In Vogue" with "My Lovin' You're Never Gonna Get It,"
1: mm-hmm.
0: "Ugly Kid Joe," "Everything About You," "Oh Yeah," "Arrested Development," "Tennessee," "Yep," and Vince Neal, "You're Invited, but Your Friend Can't Come."
1: That's the one song I don't know. I've never heard <laughs> of
0: that song, and and I know like Vince Neal, so okay. So, before we get to the nominees, because you're going to be trying to figure out the winners in 12 categories. Oh, boy. uh, I will give you, real quick, the two awards that had no nominees. Mm -hmm. The first one, Best New Filmmaker Award, was given to John Singleton, who who did the movie Boys in the Hood. Um, other movies he's done includes Poetic Justice, Higher Learning, Rosewood, Shaft, Baby Boy, Too Fast, Too Furious, Four Brothers, and Abduction. hmm And the Lifetime Achievement Award. See, they don't do this anymore, And I, and, I, and I did read why. But the Lifetime Achievement Award went to Jason Voorhees.
1: Yep. Yeah. If you understand their history, the Lifetime Achievement Award, it makes sense.
0: Yes. It really but does.
1: It really does. Actually, yeah, well, I guess I could explain that real quick. Go,
0: um, ahead. Go
1: ahead. For those who don't know, the MTV Awards, both the Video Music Awards and the Movie Awards, started off as being a spoof of serious award shows like Oscars, Grammys. So they would do their Lifetime Achievement Award as a joke. So they give it to, you know, like Jason Voorhees is a fictional character. So he got the Lifetime Achievement Award. But then they gave it to Clint Howard, who is Ron Howard's brother, who's a very hilarious character actor. And he kind of took it seriously in a way, to the point where they felt horrible making it a joke after that. So they just stopped it once he got it, and that was it. Mm-hmm. That so.
0: Uh, Other winners of that award include Chewbacca, the Three Stooges, and Godzilla. Yeah. (laughs) But once we're on Howard, took it game over. Okay, so. Danielle's got to figure out the winners of these 12 categories. Now, she did pretty good last month with the Kids' (laughs) Choice Awards. Let's see how she does with the MTV Movie Awards. Okay. And don't worry, one day Danielle will get me back. I don't know Ah. with what, but I know she will.
1: I have an idea, actually, now that you've mentioned this. I wasn't even planning on anything, but you've given me an idea if you don't think of it first.
0: Okay. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, All right. The first category. Best Action Sequence. Oh, God. The nominees were... The roof scene from The Hard Way. The burning building and escape through old tunnel scene from Backdraft. The L.A. Freeway scene from Terminator 2 Judgment Day. The second jump from the plane from Point Break. And the helicopter blades sequence from The Last Boy Scout. Which one... One Best Action Sequence.
1: I honestly don't know because I am not an action movie person and I've never seen any of those movies. So, I'm just going to go with The Terminator based on popularity. I'm proud of
0: Very good. You're correct.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So you are on the board. Woo! One for one. Yay! Okay. Next category, and this is always a fun category best kiss
1: Ooh. the best
0: kiss nominees were Juliet Lewis and Robert De Niro Cape Fear Anna Klumsky and Macaulay Culkin My Girl Annette Benning and Warren Beatty Bugsy Angelica Houston and Raul Julia from the Adams Family and Priscilla Presley and Leslie Nielsen from The Naked Gun, Two and a Half, The Smell of Fear.
1: I actually know the answer to this. Oh. <laughs> it, it's my girl.
0: Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, I
1: knew yeah. Because <laughs> whenever they discuss that movie and they bring up trivia facts, they mention that, so it's... Which I highly recommend watching, by the way. Yeah. It's, um... It, depending on how emotional, how you can handle emotional film. I should add that disclaimer. It should, it should
0: depend on how good of a mood you were in that day.
1: Or, and how much you, how big of a Macaulay Falcon fan you are that day, too.
0: Yeah. Alright, so Danielle is two for two. Alright, this next one. Best song from a movie. We got some good ones in this one. Oh yeah? The nominees MC Hammer, Adams Groove, <laughs> Eric Clapton, Tears in Heaven, Ooh. Color Me Bad, I Wanna Sex You Up.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Brian Brian Adams, everything I do, I do it for you. And Guns N' Roses, you could be mine.
1: You up from a movie. Right. I was like, I was seriously just listening to that song on my way home from work <laughs> it, it, It's a, It's a weird song, but it's very catchy. It really. Is. <laughs> I will not, I will spare you and not sing it, but it is a very catchy. Oh, man. Um, I also. Oh my God.
0: This is a tough one.
1: Oh. Also, I have very annoying memories associated with one of these songs. <laughs> However, <laughs> I'm going to guess that one and say it's Brian Edge.
0: Very good. Yeah. <laughs> three for three.
1: Thank you, person who gave me. <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend in college who was a massive Brian Adams fan, and this was in the days before iPods, where if you're riding in a car and you put, you you just had to listen to whatever CD was in the CD player, yep. and yeah, Brian Adams, <sighs> over and over.
0: over again. <laughs> and just for the record, Canada has apologized for Brian Adams.
1: I actually do like some of his songs, though, <laughs> just not that one.
0: Oh, man. Alright, so Danielle is a perfect three for three so far. Let's see if she gets this next one. Best comedic performance. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Man, this is another one with a bunch of heavyweights.
1: Yeah, and this is my genre.
0: The nominees were... Steve Martin, Father of the Bride...
1: Ooh.
0: Mike Myers, Wayne's World, oh, sh- Dana Carvey, Wayne's World, Bill Murray, What About Bob, and Billy Crystal, City Slickers.
1: Oh, God, this is tough. Yeah, this
0: because, is real. Because,
1: first of all, my favorite one out of all of them is Father the Bride, but I know that's not the answer. Okay, the problem is that I'm torn between two of them because I know it's Wayne's World, but I don't know which one. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. They should have just nominated them as a duo or something. I, 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 I can't believe they forced the... I don't know how they did votes in those days, but I can't believe they forced the public to
0: choose. I, I, I'd imagine it was either like a hotline or mail or something. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I can't... I, I've, I have tons of friends who are hardcore Wayne's World fans, and I'm pretty sure if you asked them, they wouldn't be able to choose. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm going to go with Dana Carvey.
0: And you're wrong. Aw. Oh, the w- No. What? The winner, Billy oh. Crystal.
1: I... Okay.
0: Billy Crystal.
1: <laughs> no offense to Billy Crystal.
0: <laughs> Liar. But...
1: You would have thought the MTV generation would have gone for Wayne's World at that time.
0: All right.
1: I, I, yeah. I, I, and also for the record, I have not seen City Slickers, so I, yeah. But Father the Bride is hilarious. Go see it.
0: Now, real quick, because I had heard rumors a while ago that they might do a third one. Do you think it'll come out?
1: I don't know. Billy Crystal is still pretty.
0: No, no, no. Father of the bride.
1: Oh, the father of the bride. Oh, um, no, I don't. Steve Barton confirmed that they weren't true. First of all, although the hilarious thing is, is um, without giving too much. Well, actually, I could give it away because the trailer tells you what happens. Um, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> The, his youngest child that was born in the sequel is actually old enough to get married now. So they could do that. And it so it, it is very possible but I doubt they would. I would love it, but I doubt they would. Actually not only that, but his grandchild, 'cause they're cause the plot of the second one revolves around the book
0: Being pregnant
1: being pregnant at the same time. So his Oh wow! That, geez, now I got the plot in my head like it's a double wedding. Darn it!
0: Could have, man. Oh well. Can I can I tell you the one that I heard? What? Like, the plot was the son from the first two. Yes. Was gay and they were gonna have a gay wedding.
1: That would be fun too because the. Martin Short's character is just, like, so flamboyantly, if you've ever, I can't really explain it, but his, he plays a wedding planner, and he's, like, and then the second one, he, um, they run into him, and at the doctor's office, he finds out they're both pregnant, he's like, we have to plan the baby shower, and it's, like, this elaborate production with, like, live storks
0: yeah, I remember the storks. Yeah. I wonder how much that set them back.
1: Yeah. So I would, I would that would have been interesting. Um, And the actor who plays the son, in, in a weird time, the other question the actor who plays his son's Macaulay Culkin's brother.
0: Huh. There yeah.
1: There you go. Little trivia. All
0: right. <laughs> uh, Next category. This is another one of my favorites. Best villain, mm-hmm. the best villain in the movies for mm-hmm. this year or for that year. Right. The nominees were Robert De Niro, Cape Fear, Alan Rickman, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Rebecca De Mornay, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, Wesley Snipes, New Jack City, and Robert Patrick, Terminator Two, Judgment Day.
1: Oh, the hand that rocks the cradle was pretty, if I'm getting the plot correct, was pretty creepy. If, um, actually I think I might be getting the plot mixed up with single white female. Because. Ooh. Yeah? Okay. Ah. The Hand That Rocks the Cradle is a very creepy... Yes, that is what it was. Okay. They did an episode of The Simpsons that was based off of The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Okay. um, Where... And that's how I found out about the movie. Because they did an episode of The Simpsons where they had a... They, the bus driver dumped it, left his fiance at the altar. They felt bad for her, so they took her in and she became their nanny and she tried to um, kill Marge and steal her family. And it's a good. Um, oh, so I'm torn between that and Terminator. I guess I'll just have to go with Terminator. I, yeah.
0: So you're going with Terminator? Mayor. You should have stuck with the other one.
1: I had it! Oh. Rebecca DeMornay won. Yeah, that was... A, okay. And, and they were absolutely right.
0: Alright. Next category. Best on-screen duo. Didn't yeah. we just talk about that a moment ago? Yeah, we, we did. Well, that,
1: makes, that answers the other question I had. There you
0: go. Uh... The nominees were Gina Davis and Susan Sarandon, Thelma and Louise, Ooh. Kevin Costner and Morgan Freeman, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Anna Klumski and Macaulay Culkin, My Girl, Damon Waynes and Bruce Willis, The Last Boy Scout, and Dana Carvey and Mike Myers for Wayne's World. Oh,
1: I'm torn between Thelma and Louise and Wayne's World. Oh, I guess I have to go with
0: Thelma and Louise. Nope. It was Wayne's Thelma. World.
1: Yeah, I knew it. I should have gone with that because I just said, you can't, how can you pick between them? Yeah. I just, but see, everybody makes such a big deal out of Thelma and Louise. And, which I never really got into that movie, but. So,
0: after getting the first three right, you have missed the last three, so you're at even 50%. Mm -hmm. As we are down to the last six. Next category, Breakthrough Performance. The nominees were Ice-T, New Jack City, Mm -hmm. Campbell Scott, Dying Young, Edward, Fur- oh. Edward Furlong, uh, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Kimberly Williams, no. Father of the Bride. And Anna Klumsky, My Girl.
1: I gotta go with Anna Klumsky.
0: No, it was Edward Furlong.
1: I didn't see that, so...
0: Who won that award? All right.
1: I... Anna Klumsky does a great job. Anna Klumsky was only 11 years old. Well, I don't know if she was 11, but her character she played was 11 years old. And I I wish she had gotten... Well, I mean, she's still relatively popular. She's on Veep right now, but I wish she had gotten much bigger. She could have really gotten huge. All
0: right. Next category... Most Desirable Female. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, the nominees were... Tia Carrera, Wayne's World. Mm. Kim Basinger, Final analy- Analysis. Oh. Linda Hamilton, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Julia Roberts, Dying Young. And Christina Applegate, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Wow.
1: (sighs) Kelly Bundy. But she wasn't being out. See, that's the tricky part is, are they desirable in the movie itself or desirable in general? Because...
0: For that time, right.
1: That's the tricky part. Because like Julia Roberts very attractive oh, yeah. woman but I've never seen that movie so I don't know Was she um I just have to go with Linda Hamilton I really don't know
0: Linda Hamilton? Yeah You are correct Oh Hey Get yourself hey. right back up there
1: That's right Linda Hamilton Okay I'm looking No,
0: she's not who I thought she was. Okay. (laughs) But good. All right. Ouch. (laughs) So, now we go from the most desirable female to the most desirable male.
1: Okay, I should know this.
0: Here are the nominees. Jean-Claude Van Damme, Double Impact. Keanu Reeves, Point Break. Mm -hmm. Christian Slater, Cuffs, Patrick Swayze, Point Break, and Kevin Costner, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I gotta go with Christian Slater. No! It is Keanu Reeves.
1: Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. I I just remember Christian Slater was really big at that time. Like, in the early to mid-90s. Right. I- I've only seen one Christian Slater movie, so I can't really Oh no I've seen two. Yeah, I forgot. Both romantic comedies, of course.
0: But... Alright. Uh next category. And you have to get two of the last three to get to have at least a fifty percent average.
1: God, this is like school flashbacks all over
0: again. <laughs> okay. Yes, Sister Mary. No. Uh, best Female Performance
1: okay.
0: Nominees Julia Roberts, Dying Young right. Rebecca Mornay, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle Gina Davis, Thelma and Louise Linda Hamilton, Terminator 2 And Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves No, Linda uh, Hamilton.
1: Ah! Uh, I. You know? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> now I know who Rebecca DeMorning morning because I was like, that name sounds so familiar. She's the, the prostitute in Risky Business. I knew her name sounded <laughs> so familiar. And I was like, I know she did something else that I saw. It was. Yeah, she's. Uh,
0: Oh gosh. Alright. <laughs> oh, so now you have to get the next two. Oh, God. And they're the last two. This category <clears throat> Best Male Performance. The nominees Kevin Costner, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Robert De Niro, Cape Fear, Val Kilmer, The Doors. Robin, what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Robin Williams the Fisher King and Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator 2.
1: It's got to be Arnold. Come on now.
0: Yeah, it is Arnold.
1: It's got. Yeah. It's Arnold. Uh, before you even list I was like, it, that, yeah, yeah.
0: It, it is Arnold. He won that one. I I would have hoped you'd gotten that one.
1: Yeah, that that's just <laughs>
0: Alright, and now to the last category. The best movie. Best movie. Mm-hmm. The nominees were Boys in the Hood, JFK, Terminator 2, Robin Hood, and Backdraft.
1: Terminator?
0: Yes! Woo! Terminator 2 was the winner, and you end up 50-50. Eh? No. Join us again next year when <laughs> we'll be doing this with Eddie Murphy as the host, and Duran Duran and Rod Stewart are performing. Right. Oh, man. But no, yeah. very good. 50-50 on that one. Um... Oh my, I'm looking at this right now. There's going to be one movie on here you're not going to believe is nominated.
1: For next year?
0: Oh yeah, for
1: 93.
0: Oh, oh, you're not going to believe it.
1: I probably won't. <laughs> even,
0: even if I told you you wouldn't believe it.
1: Yeah. So. yeah I, I... We'll have to
0: find out next year. <laughs> yes, you will. Huh. You, you will have to find out next year.
1: Uh, or what, or and in the meantime we can all speculate for the next year <laughs> of what movie that probably will be because that is, will be the only important thing that you will be doing for the next 12 months is speculating on what horrible movie that the MTV population
0: <laughs> hey I didn't say it was a horrible movie I well, just said it was a movie If you not think not it's I a horrible... That. Hey, if you think it's a horrible movie, that's your opinion.
1: I don't, I don't know, because I there's a lot of movies I like that a lot of people think are horrible, too, so hey.
0: no, nah, we'll see. Yeah. Um... Alright, well, I, I, I... You know, we can't really avoid it that much longer, um... We we do have to talk about uh, really the recent deaths um, that have been going on in in the uh, entertainment business. And golly, there have been
1: a lot.
0: Yeah, three this week, and then there were a couple last week. I want to say. Um, let me, let me see, maybe, uh, well, let's talk about the three from this week in general. Um, the, the first one is Doris Roberts, who both of us, I would say, might be wrong, would remember her best as being, uh, the mother from Everybody Loves Raymond. Yes, yes.
1: Yeah. Still watch it on Netflix all the time.
0: Um, I did not know if she. It doesn't look like she had any health problems because I'm looking at it now, and it said that she passed away in her sleep due to natural causes. And
1: she years old I mean
0: Yeah, and she didn't look like she was 90
1: no I was shocked to hear that because she she's kind of like Betty White she barely ages like if you apart from a few wrinkles she looks almost the same as she did on Everybody Loves Raymond 20 years ago mm-hmm. um so it's kind of I was shocked to hear that she um but she did a lot of things that I'm familiar with. But yeah, everybody loves Raymond's
0: probably the thing I'm most familiar with. Right. <clears throat> um, she did a lot of work on television and in the movies. Um, most of her awards are from television. She won a Primetime Emmy in 1983 uh, for St. Elsewhere. She won... She on? Go ahead.
1: I didn't know she was on *Saint Elsewhere.
0: I didn't know either. Uh, yeah. She won four Emmys from Everybody Loves Raymond. Mm-hmm. Um, and was nominated a bunch of times on other shows. Well, besides Raymond. Uh... She was nominated on Remington Steel. She was nominated for a guest actress in a comedy series from Perfect Strangers and was nominated for Supporting Actress in a miniseries or special from American Playhouse. Wow. And... Uh, yeah. Yeah. And she really was... Oh... No, you No, I was going to say, she was really in a lot of right. TV shows, um, TV movies, and regular movies as well. Her first credit was 1951 from the Starlight Theater, and the role was operator in the episode Act of God Notwithstanding. Mm -hmm. and the last role that she had which will come up this year is Adam Astra casting it is a television film directed, written, and co-starring Mitch Hera and she was also going to be in four movies this year She was going to be in Job's Daughter, which is a drama film directed by Emilio Rosso. The Escort, uh, she was going to play a character named Margaret, a short film directed by Jared Hillman. She was going to be in Old Soldiers. Her character was Gracie McBee. It is an adventure drama film directed and co-written by David Rotan. And she was going to be in The Red Maple Leaf, where she plays Miss Samantha Adams, a drama film directed and written, by Frank D'Angelo. Wow. Mm-hmm. And her first movie credit was 1961 uh, Something Wild where she played Mary Ann's co-worker. Mm. So, uh, she did a lot of work. Um, For both television and movies. Um, And and like we both said, we pretty much will probably remember her best as Raymond's mother on Everybody Loves Raymond.
1: Yeah, I was talking to some people um, about other stuff I would know her from, and... The main thing... Well, there's a couple of 70s sitcoms that I've seen her on, but not a lot of people would remember. Um, But the main thing probably more people our age would have known her from is she was the grandmother in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation.
0: Oh my gosh. I I think I'd have to go back and watch that because I don't remember that.
1: She she was um, Ellen's mother. Ellen's... Parents come to visit for
0: Christmas. She's Ellen's mother. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. What else was I going to say? Um. Oh, okay. Now, now I do remember. Because um, you had mentioned earlier how, you know, you still watch all the episodes of Raymond. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite episode ever... And she's part of the reason why the episode is good. Is The Angry Family. (laughs) That was just the funniest episode. And it's like... One of the kids... For those who've ever seen it... One of the kids... Had... uh, Wrote a book. And it was called The Angry Family. And it includes... Pretty much all the adults in there, and it's just hilarious. <laughs> I mean, it really, it really is They're, hilarious.
1: He, he had written it for like a school, cause their kids like seven, and he wrote it for like a school, a school thing, and they invite the, all the parents and family members of the kids in the class to come watch their kids read these little Mm -hmm. (laughs) books. And he goes, the mommy was mad at the daddy. The daddy was mad at the mommy. The grandma got mad at everybody. And she goes, I did not.
0: (laughs) It's just so good. Like, oh
1: my god. Oh man, I have... I have so many um, favorites, but one of the ones uh, that um, I get a little, that I, I, that I can really relate to is the Christmas episode. It's called um, Season's Greetings. Mm-hmm. And basically, the premise of the episode is Marie has a cousin who every year writes his Christmas letter about how great her life is. So, Marie writes a Christmas letter about how great her life is, but by doing so, she makes Deborah and the rest of the family seem um, beneath her, like she has to help her and Marie's a great person for helping the family. So, Deborah's like, well, hey, Deborah, her her daughter-in-law, well, hey... You know, we can team up and write a Christmas letter, too, that makes us both look good. So they do this and include the rest of the family in it. But by that point, the way they phrase stuff makes everybody else in the family sound bad, too. And everybody gets really um, (laughs) egotistical about what they want to put in the Christmas letter, what they don't want to put. It, it, It turns into this crazy thing. But um So, but what I love about, um, I'm not going to say what the letter turns out to be, but the end of it is them sitting around reading the other family's Christmas letters and making fun of them, and it's so really funny. There you go. Yeah.
0: So. Um, But, yeah, I mean, now now I'm, would you, with with Doris Roberts. Yes. Would you put her, or, like, as far as a category, in the discussion of the top mothers of TV, or top grandmothers, or both, or...
1: Certainly grandmothers, definitely. And mothers, perhaps. Um, There's a lot about... Now, I'm not saying about Marie Barone, who she played wouldn't be the best type of mother
0: mm-hmm.
1: and was more harmful than helpful in a lot of ways. Right.
0: Um,
1: she, um, I, I, I hang out a lot, in fact, I'm on there right now, on a website called TV Tropes and they have this trope called My Beloved Smother, well, and, which is a mother who smothers her children to death even as adults. And that's basically... What she was, but um, yeah, I would, uh, I would certainly say she's one of those characters that, for entertainment value, is entertaining. But if you knew them in real life, yeah, you wouldn't be, you know. But um, yeah, she certainly should be ranked up there because she was (laughs) so ridiculous.
0: All right, um, so after that a couple days later, and I, and I talked about this on my other podcast um, the other day, but I do want to bring this one up again because of how many people I was surprised that were actually talking about this death um, was China, who passed away at the age of 45. So, basically, she lived half the life that Doris Roberts led. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you talk first, and then I'll put my opinion in, again, for those who did not hear what I had said Thursday.
1: Right. Um, that still surprised me. Um, I, you know, Bill is a massive wrestling fan. I am not really... I watched SmackDown when I, like, briefly in ninth grade, and I, so I'm slightly familiar with it, but I do remember her, and I remember Eddie Guerrero, who's also passed a few years back, um, and they were in the ring, a couple. Mm-hmm. I remember them, and I also remember China was on The Surreal Life, a uh, reality show used to come on VH1 about a bunch of celebrities living in the house together. And um, I remember her being on *Surreal Life, and I used to watch her on there. And I don't know. I, she always seemed like a pretty cool person to me. I didn't really... So I was kind of surprised to hear that she um, had gone. And, um Yeah. <laughs> I know there's really not much else to say. Right.
0: I'll,
1: yeah, that, um, that was just, I'm looking at her list right now to see if there's anything else I really would remember her from, um, but, No, you know, the surreal life, and, uh, yep. Uh,
0: Oh, she was on guest on Barak from the Sun. I love Barak from the Sun but I don't think I remember it. Right. And oh. then, um, she also did Celebrity Rehab. Oh. And, um, what else did she? Now, now, there was a point, I don't remember how long ago it was, but there was a point in time where she was considered for a role as Wonder Woman. Um, It would have been interesting if she had gotten the role, to say the least. Um, But of course, things didn't pan out as they did. Um, I will be honest, well I'm always honest, but I feel I should be very honest with this. As someone who, like Danielle said, is a fan of wrestling, but also covers wrestling... Uh, From a news standpoint. I wasn't too surprised. To hear that she died. And. The reason I say that. Is because of. All the different. News stories. And reports. About her. Being involved with alcohol. And drugs. and, And how her behavior was very, um, I don't know if uncommon would be the right word, or maybe unusual would be the right word. Um, I did say earlier this week on that wrestling show that her breakdown or her collapse May have begun when she was let go by WWE 15 years ago. I mean, I we can't really pinpoint the exact moment. Um, but I mean, she ended up doing uh, a sex tape, which, for the record, I never watched. So don't like I said, I don't ever plan on watching that. And then she ended up being a porn star. For a little while. And then she went to Japan to teach English. To the Japanese. And then there was this one wild story. Where a bunch of Japanese guys had proposed to her to marry her. Um... So, you know, it was crazy there. Now, this story came across earlier today from TMZ. And I will read this, just so everyone knows. So this is sort of an update. Uh, China's death could benefit the health of future athletes by donating her brain to doctors studying the consequences of concussions in WWE wrestlers. In an interview with the New York Daily News, China's longtime friend and manager, Anthony Anzaldo, says the wrestler was contacted months ago about joining a brain injury lawsuit against the WWE. Anzaldo says China wasn't interested in the suit, but thought the science behind it was interesting. He says shortly after her death, he got a call about donating her brain to the study. And Zaldo says he's working with China's family to allow the coroner to release her brain to the docks. And Zaldo says the same guy carrying out the brain study is Dr. Omalu, the dude played by Will Smith in Concussion. Yes, that is what it says on TMZ the dude played by Will Smith. Yep. Not the guy, but the Dude. Wow. So see even stupid people could get a high paying job.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, the yeah. guy who's doing the study is the dude played by Will Smith. Terrible. Absolutely. That 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 line I mean. Yes. Yeah. Um now I will say from reading that I'm actually glad China isn't Going in... Into the lawsuit. Because... She... She really didn't have any... Concussion-like injuries. Um... to, To my memory. So... I think she's smart in that... To where... You know... Oh, I'm not gonna join it. I think it's dumb, but I like the studying of the brain. Um... And then, and then also, you know, it's like, um, I, I think, and like I said, you know, the other day, or, you know, when, when the news broke, how interesting it was that, you know, all these people who are not fans of wrestling, like Danielle and like other friends of ours, uh-huh. brought up the conversation and were shocked. I mean, I'm not upset, I'm not mad, I'm just, you know, I was a little bit surprised that, you know, people would bring it up.
1: Yeah, because she was one of those wrestlers that had gotten famous pretty much outside of... He was pretty well-known. Yeah. Like, wasn't... Not just to the world of wrestling. Like I said, she had guest-starred on a lot of TV shows. You know, people knew who she was. And, um... Also, I think some of our friends were like, Hey, Bill, did you hear this? Yeah. Because they knew you were a
0: wrestling fan. Actually, sorry to cut you off. Mm -hmm. I only got one of those. Like, one of those messages like, Hey, Bill, did you hear such and such and such die? You know. And, Mm -hmm. like I... I I hmm, Excuse me. Like I said earlier in the week, like, sometimes I will check... My phone. Because I charge it at night. I will check my phone. If anybody texts me. And I just kept seeing. You know popping up on my phone from Twitter. You know. R.I.P. China. R.I.P. China. Because. WWE is finishing up. Or actually they're finished today. uh, A tour of Europe. So. Um. So, I got that, you know, early in the morning. It was like 6.15, I think, is when I read the news. But, of all the deaths, this is the least surprising to me. I I just... I just figured, you know... it, It was gonna happen someday, you know... It's unfortunate it did happen, but... Um, and it, it is sad. I'm not gonna say you know, oh she deserved her or anything because no one really deserves to die, you know. But it 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 was, you know, it is sad. It really is. It's just here's a woman who at one point was probably the biggest female name in all of wrestling, and then just to see the downfall was just incredibly sad. And a good example would be the missed appearances. Um, She had one scheduled for Maryland Championship Wrestling, which is a local promotion here in Maryland, and she missed that. And then she had one WrestleMania weekend, and she missed that one. So, that one wasn't that much of a surprise to me.
1: Yeah. Um, reading what was going on with her, I didn't realize she had so many um issues, and I could see how yeah, that it wouldn't be surprising.
0: And, and one more thing, cause, like, she was trying to make amends with WWE, but they never really took it seriously or at least if they did take it seriously, I don't think they were like, okay, we forgive you and you could come back. Um, I think that, you know, because she made a lot of accusations as well, which also sort of set her even more back away from WWE. and And then it's like, you know, now WWE's but, like, oh, I feel so bad. I feel sad. You know, but that's another discussion for another day. Mm-hmm. And then there's Prince. I don't mean like, uh, like, Thursday morning. I mean like that Bobby's one Thursday. was very surprising. One. I, yeah. In a heartbeat. I'd say he that in a heartbeat. Uh, that was very surprising hmm um, so how did you find out?
1: I was at work um I was on my break and like I usually do, just scrolling through um Facebook and they had posted TMZ said he Prince died and I my first thought was, well, Wait, it's TMZ, but then I remember TMZ now, in terms of celebrity deaths, is now regarded as um, legitimate because they got Paul Walker's death hours before anybody else, and everybody was like, well, TMZ, who believes TMZ? And and they also
0: got the Michael Jackson death, too.
1: And, yeah, so people... In fact, I remember people even saying, I don't know what's sad, or Paul Walker's gone, or we now consider TMZ a legitimate news source. <laughs> but, um, I said, wow, that's a little harsh. But um, I, I, I saw it and they said, well, we're waiting. But then every other news outlet that picked it up said, TMZ reported, we are reached out for comments. So I said, well, I'm not going to you know, think much of it. And just as I got back from my birthday set as publicist confirmed, I said, oh my God. And I was just in shock. And I told uh, a couple of my coworkers; they couldn't believe this. But yeah. Because um, you, just, you just don't think of... It's always, you know, those you don't really... I don't know when I was a kid, I used to get Prince and Michael Jackson mixed up when I was real, real young,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I just remember being shocked over his death. And now it's just so weird,
0: right? Um, okay, and how I found out this was very interesting as far as like the whole development. Um, I checked. My phone. Now again, I was at work. So Danielle and I were both at work when this happened. Um at first I on the phone it had said that something had happened. This was this was from Associated Press. Associated Press said that some activity had happened at, I believe, what was it, Prince's house or his studio? Mm Mm-hmm. So, I was like, huh, okay, you know, I'll keep an eye on that. Then I scroll my phone down to the bottom, and, you know, TMZ says the same thing, and then, like, two or three spaces up, they say... Prince has died. And I'm like, ooh, okay. And then, the local news station apps started popping up. Uh, Channel 5 said, oh, something has happened at Prince's house. Then I get something from Channel 7 that says Prince has died. Then I get another thing from Channel 9 saying something has happened at Prince's house. So I'm really not sure who to believe, you know, at this point. And to Danielle's point, and she's very true, TMZ at times has been criticized for, you know you know the news stories because they did get the uh, the Paul Walker death hours early before everybody else did and then finally it just came you know where all of them said prince has died um i was actually surprised at how young he was yeah i did not think he was 57
1: He's actually the same age, was great. as Michael Jackson. Um, they were born the same uh-huh. year. Him and Michael Jackson were born the same year. hmm So she that and just made me delayed, even more ironic. Then
0: both of them just complained um, about And then, traffic and you know, and, and I saw, you know, people's all day reaction at work, and it was very surprising. And they shopping all day um, one they person they was she just devastated. Was, mm-hmm. was just and devastating so bad, like, yeah. and, the and the I think anybody would yep. um and then and then I was thinking about it- mm-hmm. and and I and I wanted to ask you this and I might post this on Facebook later uh-huh then
1: maybe I'm
0: gonna be pushing the envelope a little bit maybe I'm not but I really right. don't care I'm gonna ask this question uh-huh whose and death i was in verse by coral what had more attention more sadness to it so, michael's or prince's
1: that, that is tough and um I told him never again and he said
0: you're absolutely
1: right. i have to
0: say oh,
1: man. Uh, and uh, See, it's hard to really say because Prince just... I mean, we just passed two days ago. Right. So we can't really say... You know, Michael Jackson... That was... It, it, you know, he passed, but it was over several weeks that... Um, you know, it had gotten bigger and bigger. So we haven't really seen as much you know, the media storm that will continue... Um, but Michael Jackson's was huge because, sadly, he was getting ready to go on tour.
0: Right, for the last time.
1: Right. And he called, and it was called This Is It.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: That was pretty, um, I'd say Michael Jackson. Had so much, and there was so much controversy linked to his, and and it still t- snowballed into all kinds of things because afterwards he had three kids, and you know, and it's still snowballing because his daughter still has stuff going on, and um, and it's been seven years. Right. So, I am going to say though that i think say they're pretty because I can I can still remember where it was when Michael Jackson I heard Michael Jackson died.
0: Yep, I do too.
1: I, I can still remember. Um and I oh man. In fact, um one of my favorite episodes of South Park made fun of Michael Jackson, and after he died, I couldn't Oh
0: yes! I, could. I know the one you're talking about.
1: I, I bring myself to watch it after he died, but it was one of my favorite episodes of South Park, and they made fun of him, and, oh my god, and his son, they use his, um, but, uh, yeah, I I can't watch it now, but it was, it was funny at the time, and, um, uh, but, I'm, I guess I'd have to, and also, social media, while well, it existed when Michael Jackson died, it, was it wasn't young. as
0: huge right.
1: as it is now, so you felt it more with Prince because of the, I mean, because Michael Jackson died in 2009, like, Twitter wasn't even, you know.
0: It wasn't as big as it was.
1: Yeah, I mean, Twitter existed, but it wasn't like, you know, what it is, it's you weren't seeing like hashtags it's on every show. No. So, um, so I could say, but by large, in terms of media and things like that, Prince's had bigger because social media is bigger now than it was when Michael Jackson died.
0: So you're yeah. saying Prince?
1: I'm saying Prince, but it's really hard to compare the two given the time. Right the time that has... Like, if we were having this conversation maybe a few years down the road, it would be easier to compare the two. Mm-hmm. But also, like I said, you have to take in the facts of what is around to get things out, to communicate. Yeah. Because you could say the same thing about Elvis' death, but a lot of stuff didn't exist at the time he died. Well, I didn't exist at the time he died.
0: Well, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: You know, but you could say the same thing. Like, um, I'm sure a lot of people could tell you they remember when Elvis died and they remembered where they were, you know. So, you can't really... It's hard to really... Like, Whitney Houston, I remember where I was when she died.
0: I actually don't remember.
1: I was... It's always at work. No. Hmm. I was, um... I worked... At the time, I was working um, at a mall, and I was waiting by the Cheesecake Factory for my father to come pick me up, and there were some people outside the Cheesecake Factory waiting for their table, and I heard them say Whitney Houston died, and I thought, well, it's just some crazy rumor. And my father picked me up from work, and about, I'd say, 10 minutes in the car, the radio announcer said her publicist just confirmed. She's gone. Mm.
0: And I'm gonna say, I, on this one, and and I and I'm like I said, I don't ever mean to be mean, but Whitney's death wasn't that much of a surprise to me either. It, it, is it sad? Yeah, it is. You know, because, a, you know, a daughter lost a mother. You know, a mother lost a daughter. You know, and their
1: daughter's gone too.
0: Yeah, and that one wasn't surprising either.
1: That wasn't surprising because of the length of time she was in the coma.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like... But... But, yeah. Like, when... Randy Savage died... That was very surprising to me. And it was also very sad. And and Ronnie Piper's was the same way for me, too. Because I had just met Piper two weeks before his death.
1: Prince, that's what it... I mean, I didn't meet Prince, but Prince had come here. Um, We, for those who don't know, I live in Baltimore, and they had the riots, uh, the riots or unrest or whatever you yeah. want to call it, last year. And right after that happened, Prince came to town, came to Baltimore, gave a free concert. And I was like... Oh, Prince is here, oh wow, you know, and I had thought of going, but then I didn't go, and I was like, well, you know, he's probably, it's going to be a somber occasion, because he's here for a somber reason, so he's probably not going to do all the 80s songs that I like, so, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and now I'm thinking, I wish I had it gone. Right. I really do, I, I, yeah.
0: Um. So, to answer the question that I had asked you. Sorry? No, it's okay. I think Prince's is a bigger deal. And here's why. With Michael Jackson, the last, I'd say, five years of his life was a lot of controversy, a lot of bad publicity, and it was just a lot of bad news. Was, you know, coming out from his camp. From the trial... To... The accusations of him paying the parents... Mm -hmm. Which... Might be true, might not be true... And then... Yeah, he was gonna try to attempt to make a comeback... You know, with the farewell tour. How that would have gone... We'll never know now. With Prince, on the other hand, he was still in the limelight.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He was still... um, He was still mainstream. And, yeah, he'd done some stuff in the past that would be questionable, but not, you know, yeah. Yeah. Michael Jackson questionable level. And he was Prince was getting more and more popular, um, yeah. even until his death. And and I think it definitely shows in a lot of areas, because when I was doing my research for today's show, I went to Amazon, and I clicked on their classic rock section. N- nine of their top ten spots are filled by Prince. And that's classic rock.
1: And part of the reason also is Prince was infamous for keeping his music from being free on the... um, Like, you couldn't get on YouTube and find a Prince video. And if you did, it would be gone in probably two days. Um, Right. You would either... uh, There was one thing where you were able to get like a live of his but any of his songs no you couldn't find them no for the longest time and then as soon as he passed which is kind of a mixed um feelings i have about this people started uploading his videos to youtube and you know i kind of have mixed feelings about it just taking
0: advantage of it really
1: Yeah, part of it's taking advantage, other parts are like, well, yeah, but then I read some of the comments, and there were people just commenting about, you know, how they loved the song and where they were when they heard the song. So in a way, it was bringing people together, but at the same time, it's like, wow.
0: Yeah. And and one other thing, which is people might not know about this, um, and I'm going to bring up an artist that we've brought up or at least I've brought up many times on this show, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and that is Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. Of all the artists that Weird Al ever asked to do a parody of their songs, Prince is the only one that ever denied him. Which I can understand, because... You know, I'm sure Prince probably felt, oh, if he does one of my songs, then I'm going to be made fun of. I'm going to be a joke forever. Which is the total opposite of, you know, what a Weird Al parody song is. But I can understand Prince's point. So, um... But there has been a lot of news, um, you know, with Prince and his death. Uh, One of which is that he was treated for a drug overdose days before his death. And it was on Percocet. Mm. Which is one. And they did an autopsy... Saying that there was no physical trauma to his body. Mm -hmm. So, you know, nothing bad to his body happened. Um, The autopsy has been completed. But the cause of the death is still a mystery. So we probably won't know for many more days or weeks. Um, you know, it'll just depend on what happens there. And then, as soon as this works, um, the the police, uh, had a press conference yesterday. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what... And they mentioned there was no obvious signs of trauma. Um, There was nothing to indicate that this death was a suicide. We do know that he did have the flu. Because if you remember, last week, his jet had to make an emergency landing. Yeah. And that was a little bit, now, now that I think about it, that's a little bit suspicious. Uh, he had gone to his local Walgreens four times the week before his death. Like just mentioned, was treated for a, po- a Percocet OD. Um, the police did not know any of the medications that Prince was taking.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He was found, Prince was found by staffers at Paisley Park. Um, and that's really it on you know how they found prince now um another thing to mention and this is probably going to be the last thing that we bring up is that they have cremated prince mm. um tmz reported this uh earlier this afternoon uh mm-hmm. huh because it does give us a couple updates. So I'm going to read the original writing, and then I'll read the two updates. It appears Prince will be remembered in a private service at his Paisley Park home, and staff members are currently unloading items for the memorial.
1: Mm-hmm. You can
0: see from the, pic, from the pics, several bouquets of flowers, catered food, and tables have been taken inside. It's unknown exactly what will go down in Paisley Park, But we've been told the family's been planning something intimate. Prince's body was released Friday to his relatives. After an autopsy was completed, multiple reports say he's been cremated. So, that was written at 3.08 Eastern Time. Uh Uh-huh. Two hours later, we get an update that says that guests, including Prince's sister, Tyka, had started arriving at the estate. And then, we get another update two hours after that. And a rep talked to TMZ. Uh, This is what the representative said. A few hours ago, Prince was celebrated by a small group of his most beloved, family, friends, and his musicians in a private beautiful ceremony to say a loving goodbye. Prince mm-hmm. Prince's remains have been cremated and their final storage will remain private. We ask for your blessings and prayers of comfort for his family and close friends at this time. The cause of death remains unknown and it will be at least 4 weeks before we receive the results of the autopsy. An announcement will be made at a future date for a musical celebration hmm now and going back to Michael Jackson when they did the funeral there was two funerals
1: yes I remember the
0: the first one was for his family and for his friends and then the second one was that big public one in Los Angeles at the Staples Center mm-hmm does it surprise you at all that Prince does not or did not do a public funeral?
1: Yeah, I, yeah, because his family, see, Michael Jackson, a lot of the stuff that happened after his death were his siblings, minus Janet, trying to basically ride the coattails of what, I mean, I'm, I'm, maybe I could be wrong, but a lot of it, like his siblings that weren't really in the limelight as much, suddenly are like, yes, let's do this televised thing. Yes, let's do this. Let's do that. So, whereas Prince's family wasn't really as well known at one point as he was, you know. Prince wasn't in a showbiz family, per se. Right. Like Michael Jackson was. Right. So, they aren't really, they don't really have anything to, um, you know, gain by doing or have an excuse to really try to put themselves out there like that. Um, although, if there was a televised funeral, I would watch it. Um, I, I did watch some of Michael Jackson's. Um, hits, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think I'd have to watch um I I would have to watch the funeral if it did happen. Um Um Oh, but it's just, you know, very weird, you know all this stuff happening and Prince's death is just the one that tops it all. Really.
1: Yeah, and I mean, they had. Um, not only that, but he got MTV to play music videos. Again.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> it was a somber reason. I that that was huge for me. Um, M-
0: MTV, BET, VH1.
1: Wasn't as weird because BET, I, I, I don't watch nearly as much anymore, so I could correct me if I'm wrong. They still have some sort of a musical presence on their channel. They still have, um, there's a show on there that um, a guy I went to high school with and his family watches called Black Girls Rock, where they play. So they, they're still, music wise, an actual. Um, whereas MTV and VH1 are pretty much all reality shows in an occasional music show. With
0: right. That.
1: So when I heard, um, my friend was complaining, he said, well, they played a fresh Prince video in the middle of the Prince tribute on MTV. I said, MTV's doing a tribute? He said, yeah, they've broken into their programming to play Prince videos. He's kidding me? And I turned, and sure enough, they played them all the way through the rest, I think.
0: The rest I'm of that play. day, I think.
1: I went to bed, and, like, and they were still playing them, and they aired Purple Rain, uh, MTV and VH1. Well, VH1 wasn't too much of a shock, because they have aired older um, right. movies like that, so that didn't surprise me, VH1 aired. But MTV, I was trying to remember the last time MTV even aired a movie like that. I mean, I, that was shocking to me, but I was glad that you know, they at least had the common decency to say we, you know, we understand he was huge in music video wise and we want to pay tribute to the contribution he made and I thought that was very fitting that they did that, minus the fact that they actually played a French Prince video. Um <laughs> that Because MTV, and I'm probably going to go into more of a rant about this once, because this year they're celebrating their 35th anniversary, and when that month rolls around, I'm probably going to be a rant, especially if...
0: Ooh, that'll be our August episode right there. Yeah, that'll be
1: our August episode, because this year is their 35th anniversary. I don't know if they'll do anything for it. I doubt it. I really do, because it's kind of ridiculous to celebrate something you no longer are. But... (laughs) So... But the fact that they said, hey, we were first and foremost a music channel. Let's pay tribute to a huge um, music video. Um, So they did that. Although it wound up having its drawbacks because Prince, a lot of his earlier songs didn't have music videos. So they kind of started, if you watched it for a few hours, they started cycling through the same ones after. Right a bit, so it got a little after a while, but it was, it was, it was a nice gesture, and they also mixed it with old MTV News footage of him, and, um, which the interviews, which I thought was nice, um,
0: okay, we're gonna play with Dove's Cry for the 17th time,
1: yeah, so, so, it was, it was nice, and, um, They, I guess guess they could air the other movies because the other movies weren't as well received as Purple Rain, so I can understand. Yeah. And also, um, for those who, I don't know if anybody watches, um, but Prince guest starred on the TV series, one of my favorite TV series currently airing, New Girl, um, two years ago. He was in, and the reason why it was a big deal is because New Girl was the lead out show from the Super Bowl in 2014. um, You know how every show, they do the episode that airs after a Super Bowl, and that year New Girl was selected to be that show, and Prince guest starred on it, and Fox is doing an encore airing of that episode on Tuesday,
0: Mm. so
1: watch Prince on New Girl.
0: And uh, they're doing tonight, Saturday Night Live, um, which was going to be a repeat anyway, uh, a tribute episode to Prince.
1: Well, that that's
0: also good. Um, so it'll be a it'll be a compilation best of, I guess you can say. He appeared three times on the show, so I'm gonna guess it'll be a combination of his musical performances. And I don't know if he was in any skits, so I don't I don't know how that's gonna go. Yeah,
1: I'm not sure, but he was funny when he got started on New and if he did any thing on
0: Saturday Night Live. Um, uh, let, me, let me check real quick. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> can...
1: Also, if you don't feel like watching the New Girl um, episode when it airs, it's on Netflix. Um, season three episode called Prince. So, you want to watch it now, go on in
0: it. Um, no, doesn't. Doesn't say anything else except "New Girl" and Muppets Tonight.
1: And I, have been certain. In fact, I posted. The, there's a longer version of the clip circulating online, but I didn't want to be repetitive and post that too. But I posted part of the um part of his appearance on Muppets Tonight, which is a highly underrated Muppets program that most people forget existed. Cause, yeah.
0: cause remember there was. Because he, cause he did two performances. Yes. The second one um, had... And that was the weird one, the second one. Because it was like someone is dying in their bed and... Do you, do you remember the one I'm talking about?
1: I don't know, but I know he was in the whole episode. But no, the one that, that keeps circulating is the one I remember because that was my favorite performance on that show when it aired, like episode wise. That was my favorite.
0: Let me see if it's. But, um.
1: But yeah, a lot of people forget in the 90s, the Muppets had a variety show that aired on TGIF. And he gets, Prince guest starred on it.
0: Oh, here it is. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna send you the link. All right. Okay. Um, and then I I put mine on mute. So if you want to watch it in mute, um, you most certainly can do that. Okay. Cause it's like it, it was so weird. Cause it's like okay, it's the Muppets. It's a Muppet show. Oh, yeah. here's here's Prince, and oh wait a minute it. Sad, because someone might be dying, or they're dead, or... Yeah. Oh, he is dead! Oh, come on! No! That's horrible.
1: Kind of harsh, and kind of a bit of a funny aneurysm moment. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. This is pretty dark for the Muppets. I know! I know!
0: And I'm watching it in silent, too. I just, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The
1: thing that makes me sad, though, is that he didn't do any performances with the regular Muppets.
0: Yeah, I wonder how that conversation went.
1: Like, he didn't... Like, the one that I air, it's with Muppets, but it's not with, like, Kermit and Miss Piggy and all. Um, So I don't know why that didn't happen, that he didn't perform with them. Right. Because when the guest stars used to come on there, they performed with them. Because I remember another episode where Jason Alexander guest starred, and him and Miss Piggy supposedly had this sketch where they were on, I think it's called Muppets or whatever. but they were on years ago in the frame of the show on a sh- dance show together and they did a dance number. And I thought... That was... So I don't know why they didn't do that.
0: Why am I still watching the video? I don't know. Maybe because I want to see how this ends? Maybe. <laughs> Oh, man. Ah, well, on that note, unless you have anything else...
1: Well, I do, but it seems like kind of a weird segue.
0: Well, it hasn't stopped us then.
1: Okay. Because I found this before all these famous people died. And, um, I had... Posted in the group and I said, Well definitely we'll have to talk about this and Bill says, Yes, we're going to talk about this. So um there's a guy, he does I, I had not heard of him until I saw this. Um but he does a vlog called Retro Rewind where he
0: uploads Oh of- yes. Now I remember yes
1: Yes. Uploads clips of things. Um you
0: know I had completely forgotten about this, right. thank you.
1: Mm-hmm. About older, um, you know, kind of like what we do, except he does it on YouTube. And this particular clip I found very fascinating. Him and his wife drive to a blockbuster, which I was stunned because I thought all blockbusters had shut down. Yeah. But this, him and his wife, I I think they drove to another state to find this, um drove to a Blockbuster that is still operating and seems doing like it's doing reasonably well under the circumstances. And I was all set to laugh at this video because I thought, um, oh, God, Blockbuster, how lame, you know, who really goes to Blockbuster? But he went there, and he started reminiscing about how every Friday night he went to Blockbuster and, you know, his memories of it. And uh, and then they went to a, um, I think it was a convenience store. I don't know which one. Um, I don't... Okay, so um, he was talking about how he used to go to Blockbuster every Friday night and, um, you know, memories of how pretty much an entire generation of people, that was their Friday night ritual and how it just seems like even though he loves Netflix and he loves Amazon prime and he has, you know, and things like that, it just seems like sort of in a sad sort of way, how this doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. And, um, and he remembers renting, um, video games and playing them. And like I said, I was all set to laugh at this but it was actually kind of um, emotional in a way to see. <laughs> and he goes to um, a, um, a convenience store. Um, I forgot the name of the convenience store.
0: I, I think it's Family Place.
1: Yeah. And um, where they also had this policy where you could rent DVDs, and they have, um, snack food that you can get to right right by it, which I thought was really nice.
0: And you can also rent adult movies.
1: Well, there are still places where you can do that now, um, because <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a few signs. There's the, <laughs> and, um, but, and, yeah, it was really sad, um, kind of, in a way, um, but you, there are places you can still do like, um, I work for the library, and you can get DVDs from the library. The majority of them you can check out for a whole week.
0: Yeah, um, I don't think I don't think libraries are ever going to go away.
1: Yeah, so you can do that. You might not get the same experience you would at Blockbuster, but you can do that. Um, and I certainly. But I certainly remember Friday night, um, I, I was in middle school, and I didn't really have a whole lot of friends at the time, and so to me, getting through the week, the highlight of the week, was that my mother, after she picked us up, would take us to Blockbuster to go get a movie, or we um, we used to, my sister and I used to, could never really agree on a movie, so right. we don't have to beg to get two. Um, <laughs> Uh, and, um, and then go get a uh, pizza or, um, or subs afterwards and we have movie night and it was a big, you know, that was a highlight of my week was that we got to do that. And, um, I mean, people still do movie nights mm-hmm. and it's still a thing, but with Blockbuster was huge. This was like a weekly ritual, essentially. And I never really grasped like yeah now they have you know people joke Netflix and chill and whatnot but right it's it was it, it was a pretty you know, they used to the commercials make it a blockbuster night yep yeah so and yeah, you still you can still you have red box, but it's just not the same
0: right like I know for me. We didn't do every Friday night. We did every other Friday. Like it took me. It, later, it took me to figure out that you know it was payday when we went to go to Blockbuster. Oh, yeah. And sometimes, and, and this is the thing. So, and I and I think we're gonna have to explain this a little bit. Mhm. If a new movie had just come out on tape, they were given. The Red Slip. Yes. Which meant that you had basically one day to watch the movie.
1: We have that same policy at the library now with new releases.
0: And if you got the regular, like, slip, which was the blue ticket, you had it for mm-hmm. two days. Yeah. So basically whatever you got, you know, you're going to watch that weekend. Or you're going to play that weekend. Yeah. Um, and then later they changed it to where you could rent it for a whole week. Um, and then I th- I, I think ultimately they ended up getting rid of that red slip thing.
1: And then they got rid of the late fees. Yeah. That was when they were really starting to go under when they got rid <laughs>
0: of the late fees Because you're like, whoa. Um... But you know, to, I'll say this because I had different feelings than you do. Mm-hmm. But it's—I was happy to see that a blockbuster still exists. Yeah,
1: uh, I at first I thought, "Well, why?"
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: yeah, it was—it was like it was in a way. It was kind of um, emotional to see. Um, and I had a friend who worked for, it's not Blockbuster, but it was a um, smaller, in fact, I think this was just a local one, okay. um, a DVD rental place that had gone out of business um, as a result of the popularity of Netflix. And it was kind of sad for her because she had been working there since she was a teenager. And, you know, it. Um, and we have, um, we have, we still have stores where you can buy DVDs, mm-hmm. I know. Like, we have movie, I don't know if Movie Stop is still here, but it's the same people who make GameStop except you buy DVDs here. Okay. But it's called Movie Stop. Um, and we have, um, record and tape trailers, uh, which... No. Um
0: F- they're, they're still they're, FYEs.
1: Yeah, they are still FYEs. They've gradually um decreased in size, but they're still there. Yeah. Cuz the one at Arundel Mills mall used to be like Oh,
0: that huge. used to be right next to the movie theater.
1: Oh yeah, it was huge. It was like um ba- basically like 3 storefronts almost. Yeah. It was huge. And now it's basically the size of a hot topic.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: Is kind of, it was so weird to see. um, Because, and that's the only one left that I can recall, because the other ones I remember primarily dealt in music. You didn't have nearly as many movies as
0: the other right. ones. Right. So
1: that was kind of, and yeah, there's still Best Buy, but Best Buy sells so many things that, you know, Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll still be around unless suddenly appliances stop being a
0: thing. <laughs> Which I doubt it will. Yeah, so.
1: if if we if TVs somehow become displaced by something that you cannot buy in a store, <laughs> or computers for that, they're still going to be around.
0: smell vision
1: Yeah, and that's another thing that kind of makes me sad in a way. Um, my mother and I, um, this actually is another thing sort of tied to this but it's another new thing that I found recently um I um as part of my job um we have the library's archive of photos and I've been helping out a little with that mm-hmm. and I had a lot of old photographs of department stores oh wow and you don't see I mean Macy's is still around but it's not like Um, in fact, I think when we go to Macy's, it's usually we're going to buy a dress or something. It's not, um, but in Sears, they just announced they're closing most of their stores that are left. Um, and you don't really, I kind of, even though, um, Amazon has pretty much displaced the idea of the department store and online shopping in general, I do kind of miss department stores. Well,
0: well with with uh, Amazon now lately they've been getting into delivering their stuff by themselves, yes, uh, I know I've gotten a couple packages from Amazon as of late um hmm, excuse me, I think Macy's is always gonna stay open
1: because yeah,
0: they are. because number one, they have so much money, and number two, you know they sponsor. The two big events in New York, the Fourth of July and the Thanksgiving parade, and that generates a lot of money.
1: But they're primarily, right now, I think, are going to be just a, mostly because um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. But well, no, they have a home furnishings department. Yeah, that's, yeah. Apart from furniture, and I don't think they have an electronics department. You don't see an electronics department in a department store.
0: No, not the, really. Best
1: Buy has basically displaced all of them. You, there used to be a time when you could go into a department store and they'd have like the TV display. You, I, I, I haven't really seen that, except Walmart. Walmart, but I wouldn't consider Walmart a department store.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But um, so for Target, for that matter, I would consider them. Maybe on a higher plane than Kmart, somewhere between Kmart and Macy's. Not, it, it's in the middle somewhere. Okay. Yeah. So it, but yeah, I, I do kind of, in a way miss department stores. Although if you get a chance to go to New York City, I highly recommend going to the Macy's on 34th Street because they kept a lot of the older features and it's pretty interesting to.
0: No, well, I'll have to try and get back to Ma uh, to New York again someday.
1: And if you go, in fact, the higher up you go, they they kept the original escalators in part of it too. So, you're so you want everyone the um, opportunity to ride a wooden escalator, head up there. There you (laughs) go.
0: (laughs) All right. Now, I I think that was the last thing that we had before we get to that. Okay. We are going to do now our movies and albums of the month. And since this is the one-year anniversary, Mm -hmm. I actually have a special surprise. It's a good one. Okay. Um, I have in front of me every movie that we have suggested to our listeners, and also every album we have suggested to our listeners.
1: Thank God.
0: Now, I'm gonna save the music for later. Okay. Because there's gonna be something that I'm gonna point out when you do your review. Okay. Now, I'm gonna do mine, and I'm gonna tell everybody the movies that I have recommended over the last 12 or the over the first 12 episodes of this show. And, and, and they are in the order of when we suggested them. So this is sort of a good way of, number one, giving you guys a reminder of what movies we've suggested, and number two, to remind ourselves, okay. hey, don't request, or don't suggest this movie ever again, or don't I'm always suggest it again. worried about that. Yeah, because last episode, you were worried about your album of the month, and when you said it, it was like, oh, you never did that, so. Oh, yeah, that's good. All right. Uh, mine is a wide variety um, Not only in movies, but years, too uh, The movies I've suggested over these 12 shows Gigi Atari Game Over A Beautiful Mind Cabaret UHF Grease Night of the Living Dead The Birth of a Nation National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Robin Hood, To Kill a Mockingbird, and The Ten Commandments. So joining that group this month uh, is one of my favorite comedies of all time. And this was a recent episode on Untitled Movie Project, which you guys can check out. And that is A Night at the Opera. Uh, This is the first... Movie that the Marx Brothers did with MGM After they were let go from Paramount Pictures Mm -hmm. And it is three of the four Zeppo at this point has stepped away from the screen He's still in the business He's, He's an agent But he's not doing motion pictures anymore So this is the first one without Zeppo So it's Groucho, Harpo, and Chico this movie also stars Kitty Carlisle, a very young Kitty Carlisle. Wow! <laughs> yes, and <laughs> yeah, it, you'd be amazed if you if you see this movie how she looks in in, in this time, because this is 1935.
1: Also, those of you will be, amazed. also those who actually know who Kitty Carlisle is, more power to you. Yes,
0: <laughs> and it also stars. An actor by the name of Alan Jones. And I want to point this out. Because Alan Jones... He didn't end up becoming a big star in Hollywood. Which I feel is a bit of a crime. Because that man had one of the best singing voices I have ever heard in my life. You hear it in well, the two songs that they do, the two original songs that they do, and you also get to hear it when they do perform opera. They actually do perform opera. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really an all-time classic, one of the funniest movies ever, um, and it's a real thrill. I, I think you guys will really enjoy it. If you've never watched the Marx Brothers movie... It's real tough to say which one to go with first, because you could go with this one, or you could go with Duck Soup. But I'll say for this time around, go with A Night at the Opera. uh uh-huh. Okay. So, Danielle, before you give your movie of the month... Oh, and, yeah. by, and by the way, um, I do want to point this out to everybody. Uh, starting with this episode... All of our recommendations are going to be put up on Facebook, in our, in our group. So you guys can see what we've suggested, and you guys can decide for yourselves if you want to see them or not. Okay, so Danielle, your movies that you have suggested in this first year of this podcast. Yeah. Spaceballs, Serial Mom, Fast, Time at, Fast Times at Regimont High. Back to the Beach, Muppet Treasure Island, Rock and Roll High School, Adam's Family Values, Meet the Parents, Love Actually, The Flintstones, You've Got Mail, and My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Yep. So, which movie will join your list this month?
1: Well, this one is actually kind of different, slightly. Um, in that it's a Disney movie. Hmm. Okay.
0: Well, I, well, I had one, Robin Hood.
1: Yeah, well, mine, it's a part of the um, Disney, what is it, canon? Or what do they call it? Uh, well, anyway, this movie holds a very special place in my heart because this is the first movie I ever saw in a movie theater. As a child. Okay. And there is currently a remake of it in the theaters right now that I don't want (laughs) to (laughs) see. So, no thanks to those who are going to see it. Or who have seen it. You Or have seen it. Although I'm hearing a few people took their kids and... Had
0: some issues, but um, yeah, I real quick before you reveal it because I think yeah. I know what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would, if I had kids, well, I have nephews, right? I don't think I'd want to take them to see it in the movie theater, right? Maybe I'd wait till it's in at home, okay? But go ahead.
1: So, anyway, so for those of you who haven't guessed it, it's the original 1967 version of the Jungle Book. Um, and this version you can watch with your kids. Yay! Um, There is, now, I will say that there is some questionable stuff in it, but when you're a kid, they wouldn't get it. Because there have been a few cracked articles and other things analyzing it. Just take it at face value. Because there is a lot of stuff that maybe if you're a person who likes to analyze things and read into it, you might roll your eyes at a few... Stereotypes, perhaps. Mainly the crows.
0: Vultures. Not, the vultures, yeah. There are no crows in the India, crows David.
1: The are in, are in um, Dumbo. Right. Okay. My mistake. The apes, too. You might... Mm-hmm. Um, a little. But it is... It, it, it was my childhood. That was one of the very first movies I saw in a movie theater... Um, I I was familiar with the songs because because at that time Disney re-released a lot of their older movies into the theaters in the early nineties, mm-hmm. um, and I I knew the Bare Necessity song from um, a Disney special that I saw years ago, or not years ago because I was six, but
0: that was <laughs> years ago. That was
1: year- well, no, I was six when I saw this, so. But anyway, um, so but it, it's just um blue and you, you just want to hug blue and I and I'm sure Bill Murray has done um the Bill Murray covered the bare necessities and we were processing the soundtrack at work and I was like, rolling my eyes when I read this. One. Um, he, he sang it on a late-night show recently. I haven't gotten a chance to watch
0: performance. Now, that might not be too bad, because it's on late-night.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, you know...
0: He's probably drunk. Probably. But, but, uh, 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 so um,
1: but the Bare Necessities is, I think, a very good song. Um, if you're, like, stressed out or worried about something, just say... Um... Got it better than. Yeah, just take. Stop and look around. Don't, you know. I mean, yeah, one could take it to mean being lazy. But no, it's just, hey, life is life. Stop and appreciate.
0: There you go. Things. We're getting philosophical here.
1: Right. Like, if you take a pawpaw or a prickly pear, if you prick the
0: wrong pot, that's why, you know. Mm-hmm. Just. Now, um, I do remember, I got the DVD for JT mm-hmm. for one of his birthdays. It was, I think, second or third, I don't remember.
1: Yeah.
0: And I do remember, like, when I got, when I saw the box, they had a deleted scene, and they were supposed to be... Another character in the movie. And I had never heard of this. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be a rhino. Oh my. And I have yet to see this scene. Mm-hmm. So I might have to talk to JT when I see him next week. If I could borrow the movie just to see the rhino. um, But... Um, there is a YouTube channel called Honest Trailers. Which I recommend everybody watch. Because they, they've they got some funny stuff up on there. Mm-hmm. They recently did an honest trailer of your movie. Oh, boy. It is hysterical. And I love the movie, too. I do. But, you know, it, like it, it's just done well. And you can also suggest to them what movies they do an honest trailer of. Which is uh-huh. also good. Okay, so, now that we have done our movies, we're going to do our Albums of the Month. And I'm going to make a ruling once I tell Danielle the move, or the albums that she has recommended for you guys. And I want to see if Danielle catches on to this. Alright? God. Danielle has recommended to all of you the following album. Saturday Night Fever, the original movie soundtrack Bowling for Soup, a hangover you don't deserve Rooney, Rooney The Beach Boys, Sounds of Summer, the very best of the Beach Boys The Beach Boys, that's why God made the radio Simple Plan, no pads, no helmets, just balls Aerosmith, just push play Michael Jackson, Thriller Paul McCartney, all the best. Phil Spector, a Christmas gift for you. The Simpsons, songs in the key of Springfield, original music from the television series. The Carpenters, love songs, and Hall and Oates, the very best of Daryl Hall and John Oates. Now, before you tell us your album of the month, uh-huh. and I, I, I had to do a double take on this. Yeah. In one of our episodes, you recommended two albums. I did on the same show. How
1: the hell did I do that? I don't know. Oh
0: my God don't now do now, I'm, now I was fine with it then and I'm now and I'm fine with it now. I'm not gonna penalize you.
1: Oh okay oh, I get why? Yeah because I couldn't choose between right that okay
0: so. What I'm going to do is, since you picked two many months ago, Uh when I get to mine, I'm going to pick two, and we'll make it even. All right? Uh right, Uh-huh. Because I think that's the only fair thing to do. I really do. Um. So, with that said, Danielle, your album of the month.
1: Um, all right. Well... Um, in memory of Prince, I had to go with the Prince album. Um, this is called Prince Ultimate, which a lot of I, I, I like to say a great way to um, become hooked on someone's music is to um, get a greatest hits compilation because um, it can cover a good spectrum of their musical career.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, and Prince ultimate. Now, while this just covers a small fraction of his career, um it doesn't it it, it kind of glosses a little over um cuz he did have some hits um after 2000. It kind of, you know. But in terms of his earlier work, his especially 80s, it it does a great deal. It's a two-disc set Um, you have so many, um, I Want to Be Your Lover, Uptown, Controversy, 1999, When Doves Cry, Pop Rain, um, Let's Go Crazy, Pop Life, Raspberry Beret, Kiss, Cream, so many of them. Um, but like I said, it only goes up to about, um, the late. 80s, early 90s, like, um, you can't find, um, Bat Dance or anything, or, um...
0: Would that be a good thing that they don't have that on there?
1: It could be. Um, or, well, Seven is on there. Seven was one of his hits from the 90s, but, um, yeah, it it, it mainly is heavier on his stuff from the, um, 80s um and but it's still a good album and it has remix versions of songs like it has the remix of little red corvette or um the dance mix of pop life or dance mix of let's work of a lot of his songs which this was my first exposure to really a lot of his work and I tended to like the remix or extended mix versions of his songs more so than the original versions on the album. So it's kind of an interesting um, thing. And, you know, certainly go branch out and get more of his albums. But um, I'm not sure. And I also just read that since his death, it is currently has... um, the top 10 in the UK, this album since its death. Hmm. So, just hours after people walked and got this album. So, I think people feel the same way I do that this is a great way to begin. Um, just introduce yourself to the music of them, or reacquaint yourself with it, or just. Um, Fondly
0: recall. Yes. All right. Um, so, like I said a moment ago, I will get two albums to select for this month. Um, I'm going to go with the first one. This is going to be the. I'm going to. I'm going to call this pick the. Hey, this is my first of the two because Danielle got to do two. But uh-huh. <laughs> anyway. Um, the first one I have in my hand is... And I'm actually surprised I didn't recommend this album. Uh, it is Rainbow, the band Rainbow, uh, with their album Straight Between the Eyes. For those of you who've never heard of Rainbow, Rainbow is basically uh, some members of Deep Purple, after they had left Deep Purple, um and Richie Blackmore who was the lead guitarist of uh, deep purple decided to form a band and he chose well rainbow um, <laughs> um, and this this is uh, their album from 1982 and they have Jolen Turner um, as their vocalist now during uh, the the run with rainbow they had three different vocalists uh, one of them being the late, great Ronnie James Dio. This one is Joe Lynn Turner, and it has um, very good songs, um, with their biggest song from the album being Stone Cold, which is a very good song. Um, very good. The video's a little weird, but it's 1982, so you know what do you expect? Um, other great songs... Death Alley Driver, which starts off the album. Very good al- a very good way to start it off. And then uh, Dream Chaser. Well, Bring on the Night, Dream Chaser. Uh, Tight Squeeze, I like that song. Um, and then probably my other favorite song from this album is Miss Mistreated. And if you listen to that, it's a very, very good good song i don't know how this didn't become a hit i think it would have been a very good hit um also has tearing at my heart power rock fever and the closing track eyes of fire uh it's from 1982 like i said uh it's rainbow straight between the eyes and my second album for this month and I actually am gonna surprise you guys. You probably will not see this pick ever coming. Uh huh. I too have a Prince album that I recommend, and it's Purple Rain, the soundtrack from the movie. Oh yeah. Um, and I'm sure you're wondering. Oh, well, I'll get okay. I'll get to that list in a minute. Um, I'm sure you're wondering how have I heard this album? Real simple. My sister-in-law, she gave me a bunch of albums to sell on eBay. And I listened to a lot of the albums. Purple Rain was one of those albums in the box. And while I have never seen the movie, my God, this is a fantastic record. This is just absolutely great. Um, On this album, you have... uh, Let's Go Crazy, which starts off the album. That was a big hit. Uh, One Dove's Cry, which the video is very popular. Uh, I Would Die For You, which now saying that is sort of a little weird, you know, to say. But you get what I mean. Um, And then the controversial, but it's a really good song, Darling Nikki. (laughs) <laughs> Which I really like And of course That was on Tipper Gore's uh, List of Naughty naughty songs
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, And then Of course the finale of the album The title track Purple Rain um, Maybe One of the best songs Ever written You know when when you hear the song um, And one thing I pointed out on that wrestling show uh, this week, because I did bring up Prince real quick, uh, Purple Rain was used for Dusty Rhodes' entrance, for his theme entrance, for the main event of Starcade 84, the second Starcade. And it's so weird because, you know, here's Dusty Rhodes, you know, Mr. Americana, the common man. And he comes out to Prince, and he comes out to Purple Rain, (laughs) which is very interesting, um, to say the least. But this album, um, many accolades it has so rightly earned. Um, And I'll read some of these off. Time Magazine in 1993 ranked this the 15th greatest album of all time. Uh, VH1 ranked it the 18th greatest rock and roll album of all time. Uh, Rolling Stone ranked this the 2nd best album of the 1980s. They ranked this the 76th best rec- best album of all time in their 500 greatest albums of all time list. Zounds ranked it the 18th greatest album of all time. Uh... The Spanish magazine Plasticos y Decibelios, <laughs> I hope I pronounced that right, mm-hmm. uh, ranked it the fourth best album ever. Vanity Fair labeled it the best soundtrack of all time, which you're probably not going to get that much of an argument from me. Yeah. Temple Magazine named it the greatest album of the 1980s. Slant Magazine listed this as the number two album of the 80s, only behind Thriller, and it was added to the Library of Congress's National Recording Registry, uh, which is added for culturally, historically, or aesthetically important, and I know I messed that last word up, but uh, get off my case. Okay. Uh, in the 1,000th issue of Entertainment Weekly in 2008, they listed Purple Rain as number one on their list of the top 100 best albums of the past 25 years. Uh, in 2013, they, li- they listed the album as the second greatest album ever. Mm. Um, Purple Rain won two Grammy Awards for Best Rock Vocal Performance by a Duo or a Group and Best Album of Original Score written for a Motion Picture TV special. It was also nominated for Album of the Year, um, and it also won an Oscar for Best Original Score in wow. 1985. Now, I want to see real quick, what beat out Purple Rain for Album of the Year? I just want to see real quick. Then I'm going to tell you guys my, um, the list that I have told you guys of songs to get. Uh mm-hmm. huh. Okay, uh, the one that beat it out was Lionel Richie. Can't slow down.
1: Okay, that's understandable.
0: Uh, is that the? One? Oh, it has all night long. Yeah. That's okay. The, one, yeah. the other albums on that in the category that year, and this is a really good list. She's so unusual, Cindy Lauper. Mm-hmm. Born in the USA, Bruce Springsteen. And private dancer Tina Turner.
1: That was just a huge year for music
0: overall. Oh my God! Yeah. Yes. Um. So other so other albums that I've recommended to you, lovely, lovely people, uh, while we've done this show. Foreigner Four, uh, Men at Work, Contraband, The Best of Men at Work, mm-hmm. Boston with Boston. ELO, All Over the World, The Very Best of Electric Light Orchestra. Mm-hmm. Weird Al Yankovic, Dare to Be Stupid. Oh, yeah. The Ramones, The Ramones. Iron Maiden, The Number of the Beast. Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction. Scorpions, Blackout. Motorhead, Ace of Spades. Animal Olympics, The Movie Soundtrack. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> And I still have the the record. I'm never getting rid of that record.
1: Oh my god!
0: And Deep Purple, Perfect Strangers.
1: I mean, Animal Olympics was a wonderful film. I just uh, kind of honored they're up there with those heavyweights.
0: I know. <laughs> well, you know, they have on YouTube like the entire album. So if you just type in Animal Olympics soundtrack on YouTube, uh-huh. you can listen to the entire album. Wow. Yeah. So those have been the movies and albums that Danielle and I have recommended to you guys in this first year of the podcast. Mm. Um, now, there are a couple of things I do want to say, and then we're going to start wrapping it up for this month. Um, number one, the first thing. Actually, none of these Danielle knows about, so she's she's going to get this right now. As well as you guys. It doesn't mean that I don't trust her. It's just we've both been very busy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sure our listeners and our Facebook group are going to like this. And I want to start it next month. Okay. There's a segment I want to do. And because we have recommended a lot of good records. A lot of good albums. And I've thought about this for a while. Mm-hmm. because one thing that I've always noticed between the two of us that we have in common is sometimes we like the original version of a song more than the cover of a song. Right. I want to start a new segment on this show where we listen, not when not as we're recording it, but, you know, like, But to get ready We listen to the original version of a song And the cover of the song And we decide which one we like
1: Hmm That's an idea
0: So I I definitely want to do that I think that would be a lot of fun to do And the other one And I'm going to try very hard To make sure this happens In our second year of the show uh-huh. I'm gonna try and get Danielle to come over to my studios, AKA the basement of my house, <laughs> to do a recording of the show right here.
1: Yeah, I've I've been wanting to do that. I, that's gonna be fun because we live almost an hour away from each other, and either of us, us drives. But um,
0: right. <laughs> and we can and we can just hang out for the day, or spend you know, hang out for the night, and.
1: Yeah.
0: So I'm hoping, excuse me, I'm hoping at some point during this second year that that can happen. Yeah, because
1: last year we saw each other, what, for the first time in like five years? Yeah, yeah. Because we we really, we do know each other. We We really do. We do. Like, you've heard us talk. Tell stories about our college years and yes, we do know each other. It's just we live on like pretty much I don't want to say opposite sides of the state, but
0: not really. Like I'm I'm a little bit more southern than you are because like you're right. You're in Baltimore. Right. And I'm like on the outskirts of D C.
1: Right. So yeah.
0: Now now event now if I ever decide to get my own place which I'm thinking, if if I ever do, which I'm hoping I will, if I could live in, like, Howard County, it'd probably make it that much easier for
1: me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's where all of our friends are. I know! All of our friends are in Howard County, and we, like, never see them, like, half the... And whenever a life-changing event happens, I think, like, two of them call me, but that's it. everybody else is on Facebook. If it wasn't for Facebook... Yeah. You wouldn't know, like, half of this stuff. But, yeah, our our friends are in Howard County, and Bill did get a bunch of them to his birthday party, because Bill has a birthday party in Howard County, that's why.
0: Yeah. I just figured that's the closest to everybody, yeah, so. Yeah, they don't
1: like to try. Because I did my birthday party in Baltimore, because I did have a few friends in Baltimore, and people from Howard County called me and said, are you kidding me? I'm like, okay. But, yeah. you know... But yeah, it would be nice to, you know, um, record kind of live. And I haven't been to Bill's house in ten years. No, no. she hasn't. I have not.
0: Plus, you <laughs> could. Ca- plus, you. Plus, you and my mom could catch up and talk.
1: Yes, that'll be nice. I don't think I've seen her.
0: No, you happened. haven't. It's been a while.
1: It's been a while, but yeah, the last time I was at Bill's house was for his twenty-first birthday.
0: Well, I can tell you I'm not doing a birthday party this year, so. Oh. Well, I got a lot going on. I am You know. That's fine. Um, but oh well. Yeah. Um, just quick plugs here. Join us on our Facebook group. Just type in Nostalgia Crew. That's the best way to go. Um, hmm. You know, next month is going gonna, gonna to be May.
1: My favorite
0: month. Oh boy. One of my favorite months. Um. Uh, well, you know, next we'll talk about uh, who got inducted into the Video Game Hall of Fame next okay. month. Cause I'm sure there are people on the edge of their seats.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Probably.
0: Wanting to wait to find out the whole world over. Uh, of course, we will probably talk about it like two or three weeks after the actual inductions. Mm -hmm. Of the games. Yeah. Um, now we talked about prom last year. I don't have any more, so if anybody has prom stories that they want to talk about, please feel free to contact me. And
1: please send me an abridged version because (laughs) I tend to talk too long about this stuff. We got complaints last year.
0: Oh, that was only one time. Oh, okay. And it, that's and, that's and it was, one of
1: the shows I'm actually most embarrassed by because I did that, but...
0: Nah, it doesn't matter.
1: Alright, but yeah, um, so, well, there's, um, end-of-the-year plays.
0: End-of-the-year plays?
1: You know plays like you did in your school, like, towards the end of the year?
0: Um, or well, maybe? I did. they used to have a talent show. Okay, maybe I'll talk about my talent show I can
1: talk about next month. Uh, my school that I went to from elementary and middle school, my sister went to, they always did a musical based on a biblical story.
0: <laughs> I get ready it. for another production of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor coat.
1: Yes, they did do that. No, oh, they did <laughs> not. They did a musical based on We get these like little playbooks, and but in any case, their their budget was they didn't have the budget for like a Technicolor coat. And,
0: Oh man! You know but, I can't wait for that next but, month. But
1: um, yeah. So we've got to, um, we can talk about that. We could talk. Oh yeah, Mother's Day.
0: Oh yeah, Mother's. Well, Mother's last Day. Last
1: year, and this is so terrible. Last year, um, I was on my way home to record the show, and I was in the car with my mother, and I told my mother. Um, you know, my mother said, well, what are you guys going to talk about this month? And she said, you could talk about Mother's Day's coming up, you could talk about, um, your mother's, and she said, you, you know, you could tell them a funny story about your mother.
0: Yeah. Please. And
1: I was going to mention it, but I got so caught up in all the other stuff that I totally forgot to do that, so we could do Mother's Day. You know mother's what? Day.
0: We will do that. Yeah. Um, because my mom is such a good sport. <laughs> She really is. Um, Maybe she'll come on the air. (laughs) We'd have to record upstairs for that one.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) See, I I have thought of, like, having our family members come on, but it just would be too weird. (laughs)
0: Like, I've actually thought about... um, Well, no, wait a minute. You know what? I know we're getting off topic. I know it's supposed to be the end of the show, but this is our one-year anniversary, so right, I think we can right. go a little longer. Right. Um. J.T. Actually, there's two stories that involve nephews. Uh-huh. J.T. Um, wanted me to record, you know. And, and, well, no, actually, this was my idea. I had, because I've told you guys in the past my little Halloween joke that I do on that wrestling show every Halloween. Mm-hmm. So, I said to JT one day, "Do you want to be on my show?" And you know, JT, you know, four-year-olds are excited, you know, to do stuff. So, I still have the audio of that, um, and he sings a little bit, and we—I played Paul Lin, and it's like, "Why do you play this?" Oh, it's a tradition, you know. It just goes on, and then this other clip. Which, I think is one of my favorite clips of all time. Uh was not on my show. It was on another show. A uh, smart wrestling fan. And this was around the time. Uh, I'm laughing now, and I haven't even got it to the punchline. Uh, this was close to WrestleMania 30. Yeah. So, JT and Michael, at this time... Let's see, 2014, they're both four. They're both four years old. So I have them with me, and I had this, like, oh, this is going to work out great. You know, I'm going to introduce my nephews on the show, and we're going to do this thing, and they're going to talk about the Andre the Giant Battle Royal.
1: Aww.
0: Right? Right. So, uh, I, you know, I introduced both of them
1: uh-huh.
0: on the show. And we talk about, you know, the battle royal that's going to take place at Wrestlemania. So I ask the both of them, who do they think will win the battle royal? And they both say at the same time, me, meeting themselves. And they both start talking at the same time. They're very
1: confident children. And they just ramble
0: on and on, and I can't get a word in to save my life. Yeah. I um, know. Uh.
1: Th- that would be the equivalent of me. I have a five year old, well, he's almost five, so kid on here. He, because uh, when they're at that age, they just they don't know how to ship. What conversation topics are they just say whatever they think. right. So it's like so you kind of have to keep up with it because every other sentence that comes out of his mouth won't be related to the previous one. <laughs> so you're just kind of like
0: <laughs> and, and I completely forgot until like they did like a y- end year end in review like of moments from the show. Yeah. and they played that clip again. I forgot how freaking hilarious that was. That, oh, oh my god, it was one of the funniest things.
1: You should play. You should play it back for them. I,
0: you know, I probably will one day.
1: Be like, well, yeah. Wait till the teen years; that'll be fun. Oh
0: my god, they're gonna be like, "What the hell did yeah, you do, Uncle Bill?" <laughs> like no. <laughs> Yeah. But no, you know, they they find a lot of humor in the stuff that I do. So, but...
1: Yeah, and I mean, my sister, I think, once mentioned coming on, I said, well, I'm, you
0: know... (laughs) That could be fun.
1: I thought of, yeah, I thought of having her on. You know, we'll see. And Um, and, I, I, you know, I've always thought of having people on, but like you said, the thing is, is talking over each other is kind of tricky. To
0: Well, we probably will have guests the second season because I because I do have a couple in mind, but it's not going to be until like September and October. So,
1: I we have quite a few people in our nostalgia group that are experts.
0: Oh yeah, I I know um, I know Ted has yeah. wanted to come on. Um, Brian uh, Brian Rochester has. Told... Oh, I'm
1: not surprised. Brian well, Rochester probably does more for that group than we do. Well,
0: well, he he has said. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true, but. He said if his Skype would work, yeah, he probably would be on.
1: Because it, it's terrible. We do this show, but we are like really crappy. <laughs> at updating the Facebook group. like we we occasionally will post something, but Brian Rochester like actually makes a list of things and and just data and all all this stuff like he's almost like our secretary basically. Almost. Yeah. We don't pay him. No. But, uh, well
0: actually actually my mom is my secretary, so Oh
1: okay. Well, but
0: well well she has called herself that so oh. but
1: Yeah, so he yeah, and Ted I'm not surprised. Ted well I I don't know, most of the viewers probably know Ted from he does a scorecard with you. Yes. But um Ted is also the um probably one of the biggest experts on old school sesame street trivia Yes. I have ever
0: <laughs> Oh, you know what? Okay. Don't mean to cut you off. Uh-huh. As I as I never do. But right. when we're off the air.
1: Yeah.
0: I have to post a video on Facebook. Okay. That you you in particular will like because you are a game show lover. Right. So Yeah.
1: But yes, Ted is a, a consummate expert, like, it, it is hard to run anything Sesame Street related past Ted that he does not know.
0: He still doesn't believe that Maria had a mustache in, uh, the Big Bird movie. Yeah. When, when I did that ep- episode of, uh-huh. or, or follow yeah, in Follow That Bird, when I did yeah. his fan request, I swear to God, Maria has a mustache. In the movie, and my mom, she even said to me one day, "Hey, Bill, I, you know, because sometimes she overhears me record.
1: She's like,
0: she's like, you know, you know, you were talking about how, you know, Maria has a mustache. Yeah, I noticed that too. (laughs) So my mom has noticed Maria from Sesame Street has a mustache in the movie. Actually, you know what? Speaking of her, real quick, we should congratulate her. She's right. going to get the Lifetime Achievement Award as, at the at the upcoming Daytime Emmy Award. As
1: she should.
0: Now, why don't they host it during the day? I think that would just be perfect.
1: There's a lot of crap with the Daytime Emmys. I'm not but we, I'm, i i I'm, I'm, I'm part of soap opera fandom, which basically dominates the Daytime I Emmys. Mean, the majority of the awards on there are soap opera for. Um, and there is the a whole issue They don't even televise them anymore They stream them And oh god don't get me started on them
0: <laughs> That, that, that uh, would be When I become the president of the United States Which more and more It's looking like I might run Yeah. When I'm that age I'm going to ask the academy To put The daytime Emmys on During the day Right. Because you have the nighttime Emmys on at night. Why don't you have the daytime Emmys on during the day?
1: It's a little risky because...
0: no, one, Well, no one watched it anyway,
1: so... I do <laughs> Some of the awards go for shows that air at night in certain areas. Wow. Because Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy are syndicated.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: So... Although, I I have yet to go anywhere where that comes on during the day, but I'm sure there's somewhere where it does. But where we live, it does not.
0: (laughs) That'll, okay, that'll probably be an insane research project I do (laughs) for next month. Besides talking about our moms and video games. Yeah. And if anybody has prom stories that they want to confess.
1: Or Memorial Day stories. Um, I
0: don't have any Memorial Day (laughs) stories.
1: I don't have one that I can tell on the air.
0: That bad?
1: Well, I can tell it. I just would have to leave names out, but people listening will know who it is.
0: We've never... Okay, we've never mentioned a name in a story except Brian, which I feel bad for.
1: Well, Brian's a good sport.
0: He is, he really is.
1: Brian's a good sport. Brian,
0: you yes. are a great sport. <laughs> um,
1: so, but no, I don't really have... Too
0: many. More. What else happens in May? Is there... Um,
1: well, let's uh, see. Well, season finales, but I don't eh, know.
0: That's not really, well, unless there's a list, you know, that some website comes out with. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Well, the Kentucky Derby happens, but neither one of us have ever been to Kentucky.
1: The Preakness happens, but I don't really care about that even though. I've
0: been to the Preakness.
1: Even though I live 20 minutes from it.
0: Minute. <laughs> now, I have been to the Preakness. I'll tell that story next month.
1: I passed by it on my way to work. Um, <laughs> I uh, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of um, interesting things. I'm sure we could.
0: We've got a lot, I think, there's for next
1: lot. month. You know, because that was my one big fear of this show is that if we do, like, theme months, we're going to run out of stuff to talk to once the next year
0: goes. Oh, I know.
1: So, like, prom, I basically exhausted every prom I had been to.
0: Well, you only can go, well, um, well unless someone has gone to prom all four years of high school. Or, well, you could
1: go to a friend's prom. Those a different school.
0: That's true, too. Well, I we'll never, see.
1: I never got invited to them. But, yeah, so you could do that. You could. Talk about yeah. There's, we're, there's, we're
0: pretty loaded for next
1: month. stuff, but if anybody wants to submit suggestions, we are open to them. Yes, yes. So feel free mm-hmm. if you have not turned this off yet.
0: I doubt it. Um, you know what? Yeah. Let's thank the listeners because, like I mentioned in the beginning, you know, every show has been double-digit downloads. Um, maybe one day we'll have a triple-digit maybe um but this is a fun show to do and i think it's a fun show to listen to i know i get positive reviews um from some of our friends who listen to it so thank you guys thank you yes thank you love you yes
1: and i i don't even and it's funny because i have friends i used to post those I still post you still
0: post the links
1: yeah, I still post the links. I tell my friends, you know, I got a podcast. Come, You know, me and my friend, we got a podcast. Come listen. But I don't think they still listen to it anymore, so I don't know who else does. But thank you.
0: Well, last month we had 34 downloads, so there must be 34 people that was still listen to us. Though. And, I
1: mean, occasionally I'll listen to the playback one time just to see how I sound. And I actually hate the sound of my voice, so yeah. I, like, cringe hearing myself talk sometimes. And oh, wow. Well. So, those of you who can stand the sound of my voice, God bless you all. Because, <laughs> no.
0: And and I do want to say, if at any point this episode sounds weird, uh, I had to end it a little bit on my end, because I made a stupid. So there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and there was also somebody talking in the background during like 30 minutes of it, but the but you can still hear
0: Yeah, you can still hear us.
1: You can still hear us.
0: All right. Well, for Danielle and Bill, which is me, uh, this has been uh, this episode of Nostalgia Crew, and we'll talk to you guys next month.